Hey, good evening, everybody. Let's just take a moment and let's show some appreciation to our string and keyboard ensemble up here for just a moment ago, which is absolutely beautiful. Hey, and good evening and Merry Christmas to all of you. If this is the one service that you're at today at First Christian Church, welcome. If you are also here this morning and you're here again tonight, welcome back. It's so good to see you. I want to share just a, a little bit here with you from God's Word tonight uh, before we're going to take communion and celebrate Silent Night by candlelight here in just a bit. But I have a question for you. If you had lived, let's say, many centuries ago and you asked someone, what can be known with absolute certainty? The person that you asked that of probably would have replied by saying, well, that's easy. The earth is the center of the universe. And that was a given for like years and years. Civilizations believed that everything revolved around the earth. The Greek mathematician and astrologer Ptolemy was influential in providing some scientific support to what everyone already knew. The Ptolemaic system, or the geocentric system as it's often called, placed the earth smack dab in the center of it all, right where most people thought it belonged. Because it's a good feeling, isn't it, to think that the universe revolves around you. Can I get an amen, right? Yeah, that's a good feeling to think that you're the center of everything. Well, people were quite attached to this belief, to say the least. And then in 1543, this guy by the name of Nicholas Copernicus dared to disagree. He had the audacity to suggest that people had been holding on to a faulty idea. He pointed to the sun and said, behold, the center of it all. And people were pretty reluctant to embrace this new point of view. In fact, nobody really even gave Copernicus much serious consideration, and it was pretty much forgotten until about a half century later when this guy named Galileo started peering through his telescope, and he told everybody Copernicus was right. But Galileo got locked up, and he got kicked out of the church for his heretical views. How dare somebody suggest that something other than the earth was at the center of it all? People don't usually take too kindly to demotions, do they? But today, we all know Copernicus was right. None of us believes that the earth is the center of the universe anymore, right? I don't think anybody here believes that, do you? Nobody believes that the earth is the center of the universe anymore because it's simply not true. We know this to be certain, that the earth orbits around the sun. And the sun is the center of our solar system. Case closed. But even in our certainty of this truth, we can sympathize with the radical shift in thinking that would have been required for people centuries ago to grasp this. It's like you wake up one day and everything's normal, thinking that you're the center of everything, and then the next day you're told you're not. That's a pretty big shift with some mighty big implications. People still struggle with those implications to this very day, don't they? So it's understandable that there'd be some discomfort if somebody were to suggest something new. And while we are sometimes tempted to think that the world revolves around us, God instead points our gaze to the manger in Bethlehem. And he says, behold, the center of it all, Jesus Christ. The writer Max Licato says, when God looks at the center of the universe, he doesn't look at you. When heaven's stagehands direct the spotlight toward the star of the show, I need no sunglasses because no light falls on me. So the radical shift in placement that Copernicus gave to our planet 
is similar to the shift that God is giving to all people through the birth of Jesus Christ. Here's the truth. God's made Jesus Christ to be the true center of the universe. And Jesus himself, the center of the universe, has entered our world. And that's what Christmas is all about. The one who is the center of it all came here and he established a kingdom among people. And he now lives in his followers to this very day. He's here. The center of the universe is here, meaning something's got to give. There's this guy by the name of John the Baptist in the Bible, and he was the the forerunner of Jesus Christ's ministry. John developed a pretty large following. He was a pretty popular guy, a rather magnetic fellow when he spoke. Lots of people were drawn to his message. It could have been pretty tempting for John to think that he was the center of all attention, that he was the main event, that he was the star of the show. But then when Jesus showed up, a lot of attention started getting shown to Jesus. So much so, in fact, that a lot of John's followers started leaving John and started following Jesus. But that didn't concern John. Let me show you something that he said. John chapter 3, verse 30, he said this about Jesus. He must become greater. I must become less. Because John knew the center of it all is here and the center of it all isn't me. So a shift is in order and Here's the shift John made, more of Jesus, less of me. And if we take what happened at Christmas seriously, that's the shift that all of us then would make. More of Jesus, less of me. It's a shift we make from asking, what can I get out of life? And instead asking, what can I do with my life to bring honor to Jesus Christ? Because he is the center of it all. If I'm here to get out of this life what I can, then I'm the center. And I'm going to try to accumulate as many things as I possibly can while I'm here. I'm also going to need to have my voice be heard. I'll need to be in control. And I may even think that I'll be able to save myself. But when Jesus is at the center... Things aren't going to be what fills me up. Jesus will. I won't need to be heard myself. I want to make sure that Jesus is the one that's heard. I'll give up trying to control everybody else because I'll I'll know that Jesus is in control. And I'll let him be the Savior because that's who he is. I like this verse in the book of Colossians, in the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, speaking of Jesus, it says, In him all things hold together. Well, that's how it works when Jesus is at the center of everything. In him, all things hold together. And that's pretty good news because, guys, if we're really honest with ourselves here tonight, most of us would have to say, I'm not doing a super good job just on my own of holding all things together. In fact, if I were to be completely honest tonight, if each of us were to say this, we'd have to admit there are some things I've been trying to hold together that are actually falling apart. Be it my finances, my family, some of my closest relationships. But that's how it tends to go when we operate from a faulty center point of the universe. It doesn't work, at least not for long. And if that's you this evening, my friend, if you're somebody who's been operating from a faulty center point of the universe, meaning you've put yourself kind of there and you've tried to hold all things together, 
I want you to know that tonight you're in some really good company because you're in a room with a lot of other people who've tried that too. We found out it didn't work, and so we turned to Jesus. And now we've allowed Jesus to be the center of the universe by taking his rightful place at the center of our lives. That may sound like a pretty hard shift for some, but the cool thing is that Jesus simply rescues us from a life that doesn't work, and he gives us one that does. Listen to these words here from the very first Christmas. This is in Luke chapter 2, where it tells us this, beginning at verse 6. While they, meaning Joseph and Mary, were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. That's a pretty, pretty cool event that happened that first Christmas. Because Jesus, the Christ, the Lord, the Messiah, the, the promised one, the center of it all, the one who makes life work the way God intended it to work all along, he like came here to earth, the center of the universe was here. And so now the question for all people is this, will you let Jesus take his rightful place as the center of the universe by taking his rightful place in your life, being the center of your life, living right there in your heart. Maybe you're somebody who years ago committed your life to him, but surrender has been an ongoing thing that's been kind of tough. Or maybe you're somebody here tonight and you've never committed your life yet to him. But you can take a step this evening, whether you're somebody who has believed in him for years or whether this is something brand new to you, you can take a step tonight by simply uttering some words of belief. We were talking about belief this morning when we were going through our Christmas series and we were talking about the Polar Express movie and its theme of belief. And so uh, I want to take a moment here tonight where we just share something out loud together that we say here frequently at First Christian Church. It just goes like this. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and my personal Lord and Savior. Would you like to say that out loud here with me tonight? Why don't you give it a try? All of, us, all of us here together in there, let's just say it. The words are up on the screen. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and my personal Lord and Savior. Now, the cool thing is, if you said those words with conviction in your heart, admitting that Jesus Christ is the center of it all, the center of the universe, and you're saying he's also the center of my life, and I, I believe this about him, then like this massive shift has just occurred. Like this Copernican Galilean kind of shift just took place where something moved in you from you being the center of it all to saying, no, I'm not the center of it all. I'm going to allow Jesus to be the center of the universe and take his rightful place at the center of my life because that's, that's where he belongs. So, friend, if that's you, a really cool shift just happened. For several years, my wife Kim and I led a young adult Bible study group in our house on Wednesday nights. I don't really call it a small group because it grew to be a pretty large gathering over the years that we were having it. 
Well, one Christmas season, we had a white elephant gift exchange at the home of one of the members of the group. And so people were exchanging gifts. We're all sitting in a circle and unwrapping the various things we received and laughing about how clever they were, how funny they were. Well, then my friend Dave, who was our group co-leader, he unwraps his gift, and it was this cheap glass blonde-haired baby Jesus in a manger from some nativity set the way it looked. And I'm like, well, that's really, like, that's a really random gift to just bring baby Jesus from a cheap nativity set the way it looks. So one of the guys in the group said, hey, why don't we pass that around the circle? So he started passing around the circle and everybody's taking a look at it. And then it gets to me and I look over and one of the young women in our group, Valerie, she's just laughing hysterically. And she goes, you recognize that, Matthew? And I'm like, nope. She said, well, you should. I stole it from your nativity set the last time we were at your house and I wrapped it up and gave it tonight. In that moment, I really didn't know what was more sad. One, that Valerie had stolen Jesus, or two, that I never realized he was missing, right? Because both of them are kind of equally sad. But I share that story with you to ask you this question. Is it possible something's been missing from your life and you just didn't know it was Jesus? Like, is that maybe possible? That could it be that something's been missing from your life and you, you just maybe didn't know it was Jesus? We were talking in church this morning about how Mary, when she, the mother of Jesus, when she encountered the angel Gabriel telling her she's going to become pregnant and give birth to a son named Jesus, that at first she didn't really quite know what to make of that. How could this be? She asked the angel. But then she got to a place where she believed before she saw really what happened. And in her moment of belief, she offered a simple kind of breath prayer, if you will, a shift where she said, let it be as you have said to the angel. In other words, I believe, I trust you, I believe, I trust you that this is going to happen. Maybe that's something that this whole Christmas season has been building up for you. Just a, a simple breath prayer tonight or maybe sometime tomorrow on Christmas Day where you just offer up to Jesus himself a prayer kind of along the lines of, I'm ready. I'm going to let you have your place at the center of my life. I realize you are the center of the universe. I've not been treating you as though you are. I want you to come and take your rightful place in my life. I realize that's a little bit more elaborate prayer than maybe what you need to offer, but you, you kind of get the idea, right? You can, just, you can just look up to heaven if you want and just say, God, I'm in. You know, I, this hasn't been working. Please come in my life and, and make some things work because you are at the center of it all. And I, I trust you that life's going to work when I let you be who you are in my life. That's how this works. And again, friend, if, if that's something new to you, you're in a room with a lot of people who've come to that place in their life where they've done that very same thing, where we've had to say, this flat out just isn't working. What I've been trying to do, it stinks. I'm making a mess of stuff in various places in my life. I need the real center of it all to come into my life and make me new. I pray that happens for you this year, this Christmas season, where the one who's the center of the universe takes his rightful place in the center of your life. Can I pray for you? Uh, I'd love to do that. And then uh, Kyla's Astro is going to come up and, and sing a song for us again that we can enjoy together. Let's pray. Father, I'm uh, 
I'm super thankful that you've shown us who Jesus is. I thank you that we can trust you and that you've been completely honest with us and you've told us that Jesus is the one who holds everything together. We struggle sometimes maybe to believe that, but also with the implications of that where things have to shift in us. So, God, I, I pray if there is maybe even just one brother or sister among us here tonight that this is resonating with, that that shift needs to occur, whether it's been somebody that's followed you for years or somebody that this is brand new to, but if the shift needs to take place to get Jesus in his rightful place, I pray that by your grace that it would and that there will be some beautiful things that come out of this Christmas season for them. And I pray this right now in Jesus' name, together with everybody here in this room that agrees with that prayer, who says this with me, amen.